Welcome to the Weekly Spiral. You are tuned into episode 41. My name is Cyrus. I have my co-hosts Casey Sully and Matthew Durgan here with me today. Today we're going to talk about the AFC South, and then we're going to dive into sort of a fun segment and talk about our favorite uh, football movies. But first off, I just want to say um, we don't necessarily want to take away from all the voices that need to be heard during this time. We realize there's a lot of things happening in our country and a lot of bigger issues that are more important than football. But we hope that this can be sort of a temporary uh, release or temporary source of uh, entertainment for you. And um, we're going to do our best to provide that. So with that, let's get started. Uh, how are you fellas doing today? Well, first of all, well said, Cyrus. That was uh, very good. Uh, yeah, I mean, life is... As you can see on the news and on social media, a little crazy right now, but I know we're going to bounce back and hopefully uh, this country can learn from this and uh, get stronger from it. Yeah, for, for sure. Well said. And uh, obviously we're all of us passes white, so we come from a place of privilege. So it's our time to, to listen and allow other people's voices to be, be heard in this this time and uh, hope that something pr- productive comes out of all of this. But, uh, yeah, yeah, change is definitely needed, and I think um, I think we're at a breaking point, which which hopefully we can accomplish it. Um, let's talk about the let's dive into the AFC South. So, in my in my opinion, this is one of the more interesting divisions because it's seems like it could be highly competitive. Like there, to me, there's no clear front runner. I, I know we're all going to have different opinions, but um, Durgan, you want to start us off and kind of give us your breakdown of what you think this division will how it will play out and. Any uh, anything you think is pertinent for our listeners to know? Yeah, you make a point. This is a pretty deep division. I think three teams can realistically win the division. I wouldn't be surprised at any of them. But how high have it going down is the Colts in first place, eleven and five. The Texans, ten and six, in second place, also making the wild card. Uh, the Texans at seven and nine, and Jacksonville at two and fourteen. The Fighting Minshews are the one team that's not going to be too competitive this year. But uh, looking at the division, I like the Colts. The Colts were good last year. I mean, they were 8-8, eight and eight, and Brissett didn't play too well. They had a lot, of, a lot of injuries, and I think they did a good job of addressing uh, the pass rush by getting DeForest Buckner. Got Felipe Rios, a.k.a. Phillip Rivers. I don't think he's going to be a huge upgrade in the sense of, you know, talent that uh, Brissett is. But Rivers is a smart quarterback. He's played in big games. I uh, never won a Super Bowl, but he knows how to get in the playoffs and knows what needs to be done. Also, they have Jonathan Taylor now, who is one of my predictions to do well this year in fantasy. That article already out. Check it out. Uh, so they have a good run game, good balance. I think they're, right now, in my opinion, the most complete team in the division. You're saying Phillip Rivers is not a big upgrade over Jacoby Brissett? I'm saying in terms of talent. Like, Brissett can run. He's more mobile. He can do more. And Rivers last year didn't look too great. But that being said, he's more, I guess, polished and a better starter and has done it for a longer time. So I think he'll be an upgrade in that sense and a safer option uh, than Brissett. I think this is a huge upgrade. Rivers is Rivers is a vet, man. He's He's been in big games. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it's like, not, not talent-wise, not a huge gap. But situational football... Like, down the fourth quarter, Rivers has been down in the fourth quarter his entire career, it seems like. So he knows how to come back. So from a maturity level, it's an upgrade. 
I mean, okay, all right. Rivers Rivers threw for twenty interceptions last year. Brissett threw for six. Uh, Brissett had an eighty-eight quarterback rating. Rivers had eighty-eight point five. So I'd almost say this is. We'll get into this, but maybe Rivers maybe a little bit of a downgrade. No, uh, well, not a chance. You're taking a small sample size in just last season and comparing that to Jacoby Brissett. So there is no no chance, talent wise, that these guys are on the, on the same level. I, I think Rivers might have fallen off the cliff, never to return. Brissett is like, like Peyton Manning. Scenery. He needed this change of scenery. He'll be yes. fine. He'll be yes. fine. And Brissett's the definition of average. Like he's never going to win you a game. Rivers, for better or worse had the chance to win new games. He had the chance to make that wild play. Doesn't have the arm strength he once did, but that running game, and they have some good weapons now. They have Michael Pittman Jr. they got in the draft, who's a good receiver. Uh, of course, they have T.Y. Hilton, who's a deep threat. So they have options to throw the ball to. Uh, I'm a big Colts guy. I think they have a great coach, Frank Wright. Uh, also, Chris Ballard, who's their GM, very smart guy. But now it's number twos is uh, Casey's team, the Titans. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not a big Tannehill guy. But I think for what they do, he works. Uh, Derrick Henry, they're going to feed him. They franchise tagged him. So I don't know if he's in their long-term plans. Uh, it's tough with a running back. I've been outspoken about this before. I don't know if most running backs are worth the big contract. But Derrick Henry is that offense. He, he's he's the guy. So I think it's also be pretty competitive. And also, they might get Davion Clowney. They're still in that contention for him. Who knows when he will sign. But they're one of the teams being rumored interested and then third Texans uh, Deshaun Watson can only do so much that defense is getting pretty old JJ Watt you can't rely on him anymore great guy but he's kind of falling apart also they got rid of Hopkins and David Johnson is a running back who he's past his prime as well so I don't know what Bill O'Brien the GM is doing and then finally the Jaguars yeah I'm they, they got some guys I mean they have some good young defenders Josh Allen Miles Jacks, TJ Henderson, Chase on, they got in the first round as well. But they they just don't have that oomph to get you over, uh, unless you're a big fan of Gardner Minshew, and I'm not. And Leonard Fournette, <laughs> I, I'd be surprised if Leonard Fournette finishes the season with the Jaguars. I think he gets traded. So I think they're kind of planning for the future. Their rebuild won't take as long as some people I think expect it will. I think they're one quarterback away, maybe one wide receiver away. And if they were smart, they would tank and get Trevor Lawrence. But I don't see them doing that. Also, they need to move on from Doug Marone. He's not the answer. Well, where to start? <laughs> where to start? I appreciate the shout-out from my boy Ryan Tannehill. Um, hey. But overall, I, I tend to agree. I think the Texans have... If the Texans can stay healthy with those skill positions, they have a ton of speed. Will Fuller, Fuller Randall Cobb, uh, Kenny Stills... Brandon those Cooks. Guys, Brandon Cooks, yep. Uh, so if those guys are all on the field at the same time, that can be a difficult offense to match up-wise just athletically. The problem is a lot of those guys have trouble staying on the field. Um, so I think they'll be highly dependent on that. But you're right, that defense is getting old. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I don't think the drop-off is going to be enormous without Hopkins. Um Obviously, he's one of the best receivers in the world, but I think of the teams that can absorb a blow like that, you sort of fulfill that by having a bunch of guys that can uh, replace. So it's not one guy replacing Hopkins. It's sort of by committee that speed that's on the on the outside for the Texans might be able to sort of replace his production. 
you, you're right. If those guys stay healthy, they have a chance to be a really explosive offense. But Will Fuller yeah. has missed at least six games every year in his career. Brandon Cooks, I thought, was going to retire. There were rumors about him retiring due to concussions. So if they stay healthy, they're in great shape. But Yeah, and Dave, David Johnson, too. Let's not forget about him. Yeah. I mean, if he's, again, healthy, this has got to be like – the most glass team in the NFL right now. <laughs> yes. Like if they're healthy, the talent is there. Like I think I think that's the key, right? If if they're healthy, the drop off is not huge losing DeAndre Hopkins, but DeAndre Hopkins was durable. He was there for you game in game out and I think I think there will be that drop off strictly because of the health. And I think you're going to see a lot of receivers on the field who you don't recognize the names of, and you're going to be like, damn, wish we had DeAndre Hopkins and not David Johnson sitting on IR right now. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little concerned for the Texans, and that, we'll get into that when I, when I go through mine. Um, but I, there's, there's some red flags. Yeah, just like Durgan's dis- despising of Gardner Minshew, who's you know <laughs> my uh, top five quarterback in the next five years. So top two, uh, top two. Yeah, you did give him credit. Better the second best quarterback in the next yeah. five years. Yeah. You'll see. You'll see. He threw uh, two less touchdowns in two less games than Philip Rivers, who's apparently the savior of the Colts. So uh, and uh, also threw fourteen less interceptions. I didn't but, say um, savior of the Colts. I'm just saying he's better than Jacoby Brissett. But anyways, go ahead. All right, I'll just jump into mine. Uh, I have the Titans finishing at ten and six, getting into the playoffs, winning the division, and then I have the Colts at nine and seven, not making the playoffs. Um, They would be the number eight seed in this scenario. The Texans at eight and eight, also not making the playoffs, and then the Jaguars at five and eleven. My final game of the year: the Titans play the Texans, um, but it's the Texans at the Titans for Week Seventeen. And I had the Titans going in nine and six, and the Texans going in eight and seven. And the winner of that game was going to the playoffs. The loser was going home, and the Titans won, uh, in my scenario at least. So uh, I think that the Titans have a formula, and Ryan Tannehill is the real deal. Uh, that change of scenery from Miami to, to Tennessee helped him a ton. That offense fits him perfectly, and um, like Durgan was saying, ride Derrick Henry. Let that run game and play action game get going. They have a solid, good defense. And really the only team that I think can hold up defensively is the Colts in that division. Um, to be able to take the bruising of Derrick Henry and actually be able to b- defend on the back end uh, with A.J. Brown and Ryan Tannehill out there. Um and I just don't think the, the Colts have the guy behind center to make things competitive enough. Um, I don't think Rivers is much of an upgrade, if one at all, as mentioned before. Um, I love what Frank Reich is doing. I think he's a really good coach. They just don't have anybody since Andrew Luck left. And I think they might be a team that sort of ends up in NFL purgatory, always hovering around 6-10, and 7-9, and 8-8, and 9-7, and throwing a, a playoff appearance or two there. Um, and get sort of stuck and not being able to get a high-tier quarterback or a guy to, to put them over the top. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I think that the Titans are just sort of clearly better from a personnel standpoint. A.J. Brown's better than T.Y. Hilton. He had the number two yards per target in the NFL. He was getting 20.2 yards per reception, which is number three in the NFL. And uh, I think the, the Texans just have a, a more complete team. Um, I love Gardner Minshew, as mentioned before. 
Um, better stats than Kyler Murray, who won Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think if Minshew was a number one uh, draft pick, then he would have been the guy that won it. Just because he's a six-round dude, people sort of slept on him because he was on the Jaguars. People sort of slept on him. Uh, that being said, they just don't have an, a ton of pieces in Jacksonville. They have Chark, and they, they drafted Chenault, so it'll be a couple of years, I think. But uh, they might be a team that loses a lot of close games, a lot of one-score games that end up not going their way. Um, so having them at 5-11 five five and 11 finishing off, but uh, Minshew will look good. Yeah, I actually uh, keep an eye out on Chris Conley. I think he might have a breakout year. I'm just saying, now that there's some targets open in, in uh, Jacksonville, I think he's got all the talent to uh, surprise people, potentially a late-round fantasy flyer. Um, so I, I agree mostly with what you said, Casey. I'm going to go through my list, and since you basically, both of you have kind of covered almost anything that's relevant in terms of each team, I just have one question for each team that I think is sort of really important that we kind of look at and answer. And each franchise sort of has one defining question, in my opinion, coming into the season, which is why I think this is such a unique division. Um, but quickly, I'll run through my rankings, and then I'll, I'll talk about my biggest questions for each team. We can kind of have a uh, chat about that. But first, sort of, I have a tie here. So it could it could go either way, I think. I think it's the Colts and the Titans, both at 10-6. and six, um, And I could see either one winning the division. I almost want to lean towards Titans with a tiebreaker. Um, but I could see either one. I like the Phillip Rivers addition. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to do huge things. They have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Um, I, I could I could see Phillip Rivers having a bounce back year uh, in Indianapolis. Titans also like the Titans. I don't know that Ryan Tannehill plays up to his contract. I think he may be worth the money though, because you have some consistency. Mike Rabel's a good coach. Derrick Henry is a beast. He's going to get paid. He should be paid. He's a unique running back. I know the whole stipulation around paying running backs uh, may not be worth it, but I think Derrick Henry might be worth it. There's really no one like him at the position. Texans, this is where I see the biggest drop-off from last year. They won the division last year, and I think they are third in the division this year. They're going to be 8-8, eight and eight, and I think it comes down to health. I don't see them being at full capacity the entire year, and I do think that the DeAndre Hopkins trade comes into play because of that, as we discussed. And then lastly, I have the Jaguars at 6-10. and 10. I actually think this team has some potential. I like Gardner Minshew a lot. Um, I don't know about second-best quarterback in the league in five <laughs> years, but I like Minshew a lot. He's really fun to watch. Um, it's an entertaining team. Their defense is solid. The, their best player might be traded, unfortunately. We'll see what happens with uh, Yannick Ngakwe. But this team actually has some interesting pieces, and I actually like their wide receiver core a little bit too. I mean, I know we didn't really talk about it much, but like I, I mentioned Chris Conley. Uh, he's really good. D.D. Westbrook is solid. He's got some speed. Mm -hmm. D.J. Chark last year balled out when Nick Foles was under center. We didn't really get to see a ton of him, but I think uh, he he won some people some fantasy games, and I think he, he plays even better this year. LaVisca Chanel, I think, was a first-round talent. I think if he can stay healthy as well, that's going to be another good addition. There's there's some talent in this in this uh, skill position group. Leonard Fournette is, is good as well. Um, maybe not as dynamic as you'd like to see at the running back position, but if he can stay healthy, they'll be good. So I, I like this team. I think I think this uh, Jaguars team has some potential to surprise people. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, they have the easiest schedule in the division as well, a 22nd toughest schedule overall. Um, and the Texans have the eighth toughest schedule. So another reason why I think they underperform. But the biggest questions I have for each team, I'll kind of go in order from how I spoke about them. Colts, can this team be 
a legit contender with Rivers at the quarterback position. If you define contender as a Super Bowl team, my answer is no. I don't think they're quite there. I think they're a playoff team, though. Titans. Was 2019 a fluke? I don't think it was. I think they finally found their stride and they have some consistency. And the combo of Derrick Henry and Tannehill will prove to be successful. And A.J. Brown is going to be a star this year. Texans. Who steps up with DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona? I have no idea. <laughs> Whoever's Cooks healthy and at Randall the time. Cobb. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I mean, Randall Cobb is not the Randall Cobb I remember from his Green Bay days. Uh, Brandon Cooks probably should retire for his own health. I, I think it's Will Fuller. I just hope he can put together a full season because we haven't really seen that yet from him, and he has all the talent in the world to, to be an elite uh, receiver in this league. Um, lastly, I'll turn this one over to you, Casey, because I'm, I'm unsure and you seem to be absolutely certain for the Jaguars. My question is Minshew, the future long-term under center, can he be a franchise quarterback and why? Yes. Cause okay. he has a mustache. That oh, that's really the reason. Good. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, he just sort of got that it, it factor. Uh, he has pretty clean mechanics for a sixth round rookie. Um, he has uh, really good escapability in the pocket, makes things happen. He's shown that he's super clutch. He's beat a couple teams down at the wire, and sort of I think the team is starting to buy into him um, from the front office through the locker room. And that's super important and impressive for a sixth-round rookie because that doesn't happen that fast all the time. Um, so I, I think with moderate success this year, he holds on to his job and gets a third year. Um it's just whether that offensive line will shore up enough and uh, whether all the pieces will sort of come together um, for them to, to remain competitive or to start being competitive again. They were competitive, whatever, three years ago in the AFC Championship when they lost to New England yeah. um, with Blake Bortles. And if you can get there with Blake Bortles, you can definitely get there with Gardner Minshew. I think he's got, got all the, the measurables and he's got the unmeasurables. The intangibles. <laughs> the intangibles, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Unmeasurables. I like that. Yeah, I like, well, to, answer I like your to answer your question about the Colts, I don't think they're actual Super Bowl contenders. Like you said, they're more playoff contenders unless Philip Rivers can turn back the clock and actually play like he did six, seven years ago. Uh, but this, this defense is really good. They have the running backs, they have some receivers. As I said, they think the most complete team in the division. The Titans, I still have questions about Tannehill, to be honest. Also, besides Henry, if he gets hurt, what happens to this team? I don't know if they reach the playoffs for if uh, you know Henry misses five, six games. And for big as he is, he has had some injury concerns in the past, which is you know part of the game. Can't really control that, so who knows? But the Titans have the highest highest ceiling of anybody if Tannehill can replicate last year or even improve off of last year yeah i mean i think sort of playing into what you said about the colts it's i don't know that philip rivers is even going to be asked to do a lot because they have a great defense and they can run the ball really well and they have a great offensive line and they have marlon mack and jonathan taylor and uh they have a backfield that's really good so um is Philip Rivers even going to have to do all that much? Maybe not. Maybe they just need a guy sort of like Peyton Manning was at the end of his career in Denver where he's just audible in at the line and getting them into the right play and controlling the ball and, and moving the 
the offense down the field for a couple scores a game and letting the defense do work. Maybe that's the formula that they're going for. I think that's the only way they, they really truly compete for a Super Bowl. Otherwise, I look at this division and I don't see anyone that sort of see. I want to say the Titans, but they're the closest, obviously, that can really compete with the Chiefs or the Ravens for uh, a Super Bowl berth. Um, I don't think the Texans are there. I don't think the Colts are there. The Jags are definitely a few steps behind. Yeah, totally agree. Although I do think that the Colts got better. I think the Titans got better. I think the Texans laterally moved, maybe got a little worse. <laughs> Um, and the Jaguars, in my opinion, are, are pretty much rebuilding right now. And it's more about finding the long-term answers in certain places. Uh, so, but yeah, this, this division, in my opinion, none of these teams have a shot at a, a Super Bowl berth, let alone an AFC championship berth right now. I mean, these yeah. teams are kind of, teams are weird because they're not necessarily fun, quote unquote, to watch. They don't put up points. They don't have any you know, really crazy skilled players that do anything out of the ordinary, maybe besides Derrick Henry. But these teams are tough playoff matchups because they play playoff football. They play good defense, and they run the ball well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but, well, I mean, the Texans I, I, are fun to watch, though. I mean, if Will Fuller's out there, could. and I mean, Deshaun yeah. Watson always, is always Deshaun fun. Deshaun Watson, had, good Let's point. not forget, they had a 24-point lead over the Kansas City Chiefs this past year. Yeah. Just good losing point. DeAndre Hopkins doesn't necessarily mean that you know they wouldn't be able to compete in these big games. Um, so there's, there's still, there's still talent on that team, but you know, health, we've discussed it at length. Yeah. That's a concern. But Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson. He's in my top five QBs in the next five oh, yeah, years. No, Casey. He, <laughs> oh, he's he, nice. Yeah. He's my two. He's my number two. So I'm with you. I, I was wrong. I totally forgot about him. I don't know why, but yeah, he's, yeah. he's the, he's the stud. He's there's fun to no watch. Reason, I mean, if I'm Bill O'Brien, I'm trying to resign him right now. Before anything goes, else goes wrong. Yeah, I mean, if I'm Bill O'Brien, I'm hoping I still have a job at some point. Because <laughs> yeah. this team has been teetering on the edge of, of being legit contenders for too long. And I think at some point it's kind of time, right? you got to move on yes. find the guy who can take you to that next level. And I don't, I don't think it's Bill O'Brien. I think the consensus is that it's not Bill O'Brien amongst most teams, GMs, whatever. Um and everything I've heard, at least in the offseason, is he may not have a huge grasp on that locker room and that culture. So I don't know. Well, we obviously don't see the ins and outs, but I'm not a Bill O'Brien fan. And I, I am a Deshaun Watson fan, so I hope hope things get worked out over there and, and he has success. Yeah, the tricky thing is the owner is going to have to fire Bill O'Brien since Bill O'Brien is the GM. The GM is not going <laughs> to fire himself. himself, you know. So it's going to take... Uh, I think it was, is it Bob, Bob McNair? Is that the owner of the Texans? Maybe? I think he passed away. I think this is his son. But that family, yes. Okay, the McNair family. Yes. Someone's going to so, have to step in and Well, I, I, th- I think that Sean Watson has to be like, hey, I'm not resigning if Bill O'Brien's here. Okay, easy, easy choice. So that's very very true. Can Bill O'Brien give a Bill O'Brien a raise, though, if he's the GM? <laughs> and he'd be like, hey, Bill O'Brien coach, I'm Bill O'Brien GM. <laughs> You're I'm getting a sign 20% you a, raise. Yeah. yeah. 10-year, $200 million <laughs> contract. <laughs> yeah. I uh, don't don't have any faith in him, though. So hopefully the McNair family does something in, in the near future because you're wasting, you're wasting Deshaun Watson's youth, and you could be capitalizing on it very easily. So mm-hmm. yep. anyways. That rookie contract. That rookie contract. So, so crucial. So crucial. Gives you a pivotal window to do things um, salary cap-wise. Let's move on to a more fun segment here. Let's talk about our favorite 
football movies and why there's a Let's ton of it. them there's a bunch of different football <laughs> Let's movies do it. um you know obviously we're all gonna have different opinions on, on what we like but i'm sure there's some staples in each of our lists that that uh will cross over so durgan what are some of yours yes going from five to one well first off the best television football show by far is friday night lights great tv show great tv show but movies wise i, I agree with that five i got varsity blues classic movie uh billy bob the og legend uh good football movie not maybe so realistic but actually has good drama in it great acting big fan four kind of the opposite is the replacements with keanu reeves is one of those movies where it's so bad it's amazing what it makes it makes no sense at all i I love it i love that movie it's not love that movie it's it's pretty bad it makes no sense (laughs) But I love it. I, I, it's my fourth best movie. I love it. It's just like it's always on TV too. So once in a while, pop that in, and it's good to go. Uh, I, yeah, Reeves, I feel like that's the movie that you're scrolling through the channels and it's on, and you're just like, ah, all right, I'll watch. Yes. I'll watch this for an hour now. <laughs> yes, exactly. You just got exactly. It. Uh, it's number three now. Got the longest yard, and this one I'm cheating. You either or, either one from the '70s or the one that with Adam Sandler leading the way. Uh, pretty funny. Uh, I'm not a huge Adam Sandler fan, but his movies are pretty funny. I can't lie. Number two, Rudy, Notre Dame fan. So this one's like a given, obviously. Uh, also a great movie. And number one, it might be my favorite movie of all time, and that's Remember the Titans. And that's a great movie to watch, especially with everything going on in the world uh, nowadays. Uh, I remember watching it, I'll probably kindergarten or first grade. And since then, I've watched it probably four or five times a year. Uh, it's a great movie. It is. It is. I'm with you on Remember the Titans. Uh, I like Denzel Columbus Washington. Yard. Denzel Washington's best acting performance was Remember the Titans. No. Training Day. Yes. I'm not a big Training Day fan. But what? I, you're, th- you're insane. Off topic. Off topic. I'm editing that out. <laughs> uh, not big on the replacements. Not big on Varsity Blues. Not big on Rudy. I honestly don't really like football movies. Uh, I feel like the action sequences always lackluster. The jerseys are the most bland, generic, <laughs> gross-looking jerseys I've ever seen in my life. What? Uh, what about Mean Machine, baby? Longest some... yard, the red and black. They look like the Falcons jerseys this year. <laughs> Those are lit. Yeah. And they're getting lit up for it. Uh, well, but not for looking bad, just for looking exactly like the jerseys in the longest yard. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm just generally not a fan of. I think football is hard to translate to the the big screen. I think basketball movies work better. Baseball movies work better. I think of like Sandlot and Coach Carter and those things. I think are easier to uh, portray on TV. But that, baseball movies baseball movies are the best movies to make. I agree with that. 100%. I don't agree with that at all. But I like boxing movies. Very into boxing movies. Yeah. Super into them. There have been some good Boxing ones. Movies yeah. are phenomenal for sure. So, is this because you're a coach and you kind of understand the ins and outs, and like you're watching a movie, and you're like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. That's not. That doesn't. He's not lined up in the right place. <laughs> yeah, there's all sorts of illegal formations. There's guys that clearly can't catch the ball, so they edit it, and the ball appears in their hands, or their <laughs> throwing motion is terrible. They've never thrown a ball in their life. Uh, so it's it's you know it's sometimes it's hard to remove the little coach aspect or the the having played and been around it for a while um but 
I will give you a short list. I don't have full a full five. I'll start at the bottom. Number three, Waterboy with Adam mm-hmm. Sandler, another Adam Sandler movie. Great, funny. Uh, reminds me of my childhood. Um, <laughs> mean linebacker that provided water. Um, underdog story. Not the brightest bulb, but got it done. Were you a mean linebacker that provided water? Is that what it reminds you of your childhood? No, I was neither of those things. I was <laughs> <laughs> a nice uh, guy hiding in the corner, not wanting to talk to anybody. Uh, okay, uh, okay. Uh, number two, I got We Are Marshall. Uh-huh. Um, only loosely tied just because it's from, you know, what happened and the recovery of uh, the, the plane crash that killed the whole team. But... So there's no action action sequences, which made me like it, you know. Uh, and then number one, remember the Titans, um, classic. Um, I think that and Coach Carter are my two favorite sport movies in general. Uh, maybe throw in the Fighter there with for for the boxing fans. And then a, a shout out TV wise, Last Chance You. I know it's not uh, it's it's a nonfiction documentary, but uh, I think it gives a really good portrayal of what goes on in locker rooms and. Yeah, um, what's going on there and super interesting drama interesting coaches personalities all that kind of stuff so those are my that's my list and last mm-hmm. chance you is covering laney college which is right by where we all live in yeah. oakland california hmm. that's gonna be really cool to watch this upcoming year i coached a couple of the kids on really on there yeah it's oh, awesome so that'll be that'll be cool to see it's a good program yeah last chance you was interesting because it was if you haven't seen it i highly recommend it it's it's sort of this community college where players who had basically D1 talent um, but had either some sort of issue or wasn't able to play at their respective D1 school that they were planning to come to a community college and um, basically work their way back up. So it's there's definitely some interesting storylines there. And I think um, even some of those players that from the original season are in the NFL now, right? A few of them are, yeah. Yeah. I so. remember... Ronald Ollie's tried out for the Raiders, and then yeah, that's right, cut. that's right. Got cut on um, Hard Knocks. On yeah, Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dakota Allen, I think, is on the Rams now. Yeah, uh, the Niners have a guy who was there during the filming, but wasn't featured. Okay, so there's that. Kind of counts. Yeah, it counts. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, my list. Honorable mention. First off, Rudy, classic underdog story if there ever was one um number five on the list the replacements love it don't know why it's just a super entertaining movie like (laughs) it's just a fun story like i don't know and keanu reeves is keanu reeves big fan fourth i don't even know if this is really a football movie but i really like this movie and it it involves a team that's also just phenomenal to be a fan of (laughs) i wonder Uh, why you like it silver linings playbook is a really interesting movie and it it's more of highlighting from a fan perspective and um also sort of putting a spotlight on mental illness but silver linings playbook is was a great movie i'm, I'm gonna consider it a football movie for this purpose number three i'm with you casey we are marshall phenomenal movie matthew mcconaughey um at his peak love this movie um tells a great story about something that's truly tragic but um really really good really good film uh, number two, a little bit more light-spirited, The Longest Yard, the new one with Adam Sandler, the most recent one. For some reason, this movie just 
I just really like. I have no explanation. There's, it really is kind of, it's not like a great, you know, greatly created film, but I just really enjoy watching it. And it's one of those ones that we talked about earlier where whenever it's on TV, I kind of just, you just watch it. You just sit there and watch it. Like you, you almost don't have a choice, you know? Um, number one, I'm with Durgan. Remember the Titans, greatest football movie of all time. Um, hands down. It's not even close. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, for, for me, it's the greatest sports movie. I always said it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, it, it's a great movie. Yeah, like, it really is. This, Michael watched so, that after this, to be honest. So many, <laughs> like, so many great good actors in it, and the storyline is just amazing. I mean, Ryan Gosling is in it before he's even big. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Well, yeah. Even though he's a huge liability for the Titans at quarterback. Worst player, <laughs> worst player they uh, focused on by far. Yeah, he needs to clean up those mechanics, right, Casey? Yeah. Yeah, he does, man. He's got yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. Well, he'll do it. Um, that is wrapping things up here on episode 41 of the Weekly Sprout. Thank you so much for sticking with us and listening. Uh, please check us out, our website, weeklyspiral.com. We have a lot of really, really cool content coming down the pipeline. You guys want to give a quick plug to what you're working on? Casey, we'll start with you. Uh, yes, Baker Mayfield Breakdown coming out uh, on Wednesday the 3rd. So if you're listening to this now, you can go to our YouTube page. We have our own personalized address now. So I think it's uh, YouTube slash C slash Weekly Spiral. Uh, or you can just Google Weekly Spiral and go to our website. Um, but checking out whether Baker Mayfield can can get it done with Kevin Stefanski, how uh, Stefanski's system sort of meshes with Baker's talents and how the Browns might look next year. Good nice. stuff right that there. Sounds, yeah, it sounds exciting. Uh, big question mark there next year, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Durgan, what do you got? Yes, Fantasy Fridays continue this week, and I'm going to drop the top 10 breakout stars of his upcoming fantasy football season. So every Friday for the next three or four weeks, I'll be pumping out some fantasy content, putting a little draft stuff on the back burner, and focusing on uh, what we all love to do, and that's fantasy football, for better or worse. Awesome, love it. I'll make sure to give that a read so I can dominate in my uh, drafts. Um, this has been a weekly spot production bringing you fresh football every week. Thanks again for tuning in. We hope you have a great rest of your day or evening, whatever you get up to. And we look forward to seeing you all next week for episode 42.